All right, Gophers fans, we are talking defensive coordinator candidates today. Four wishful ones that probably won't happen and four that are probably the most likely we're diving in today. You are no locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. However it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Rob, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you. And today is the big one. We are talking defensive coordinators. How are we going to fill this Joe Rossi vacancy? Now, there's some four candidates that I'm really hopeful. Fingers crossed, somehow, someway, PJ Fleck, you're going to make it happen. You're going to... Uh, move push past any you know take lock any like we have to stay loyal any let's just go get the best guy let's go get the guy that's proven it let's go get the guy that can be a difference maker a change maker a wave maker but I'm not sure if that's going to happen so I also have four more safe picks that could be more likely for coach Fleck and staff to choose as the defensive coordinator we're going to jump into all that but we're going to talk about why this hire is extremely important not just for this season but for the long-term trajectory of this Gophers program we're diving into all of that today so let's kick it off first with Four wish list options. Now, for these ones, I'm going to have them scrolling at the bottom as we talk so you don't forget who we are talking about. And as always, you can find us over on YouTube where you should be sure to hit subscribe. Now, let's hit it. The first one is Jimmy Rogers, the head coach over at South Dakota State. Now, people might be thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. South Dakota State is consistently competing for national championships. He just got named as the head coach. Yes, I know. And in 2022, he was the FCS coordinator of the year. His only stint as a sole defensive coordinator for the squad. Then he goes on to become the head coach, and they're still balling out over there at South Dakota State. Now, similarly, the last person to go get an FCS coordinator of the year and then made a jump to the Big Ten was none other than David Braun, the interim head coach for Northwestern, now the head coach of Northwestern. He was supposed to be the defense coordinator, but then all the stuff happened. It shook up, and he went on to prove that that coaching prowess, that award, and everything that had built up to that point, it was probably worth it. It was probably true. It showed that it showed credence on why he deserved those awards, and hopefully maybe Minnesota could try and take the next one to do that. But the big question then becomes, would a former head coach want to leave, a, or not former, a current head coach at the FCS level want to leave for a coordinator position in the Power Five? Now, most would probably say uh, Power Five coordinators right below a uh, head coach you could turn into a head coach after some years of experience and you wouldn't be wrong there but it's not a given it's not a certainty in fact I think that maybe this would be an awesome fit but I think that two huge issues for the Gophers here is one he would have to leave a head coach position at his alma mater that's hard to do now we just saw uh 
Jonathan Smith do that, moved from Oregon State to Michigan State. He was an alum there, and he was on the right trajectory, and he had them competing. He had them ranked. He had them in bigger bowl games, but he still took the leap to the Big Ten. So if he can do it, maybe an FCS head coach who is on the rise, who is getting some recognition, if he could come in and be a defensive coordinator from jump, I mean... That's not a bad increase. And on top of that, the pay would be better as a defensive coordinator here. Last year, Joe Rossi was making a million or just over a million dollars annually. Uh, what this head coach uh, in Jimmy Rogers over at San South Dakota State is making right now is about 310000 annually. So it's a big price bump. You're still regionally in the same location for the most part. You're probably recruiting some similar territories for the most part. And you can take the next step up. So it definitely has some perks to it, but also leaving your school where you're already fighting for national championships in your first year. I don't know. It's a tough ask. It's a tough ask. So the second huge issue that could be with this hire is that PJ, would he actually take a promising head coach? Not a not just a defense coordinator, no head coaching experience. Take a promising head coach to add to his staff, or would that be too threatening? And I don't say that as a smart aleck. I say that as a true question. Would that be too threatening to have a promising young coach below you that maybe if things are going perfect, then people start to go, well, maybe we should think about this guy. So I'm, I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be a fun story. Now, the next one I want to talk about on wishful candidates is Air Force defensive coordinator Brian Knorr. Now, he has a history in the Big Ten while working at Indiana, and he had also done some work over at Ohio State. He also has special teams coordinator experience, which Minnesota could desperately use some fresh perspectives in that department. Someone who can be more versatile and help out and assist and show what went right or what was working in other spaces definitely could be used for this Minnesota program that has struggled to find consistency in the special teams area. But if you look at what Air Force has done with Brian Knorr as the defensive coordinator, they were ninth in rush defense, 13th in pass defense, 6th in total defense, and 14th in scoring defense. They were a top 15, possibly top 10 defense in the country this past season. They were also a top defense last year when the goal, or in 2022 when the Gophers were up in that top 15 territory. So was Air Force. And they also have had consistent defense for the past few years. On top of that, he is a linebackers coach. He has that linebacker focus. So that would be tying tie nicely with the opening that we currently have. He has a defense that's beaten the Boise States, the Wyoming's, the Colorado States, who have put up a lot of points, especially this past year. But Boise State, Wyoming, they put up some points over the past few years. So being able to tone those teams down and hold hold them to lower scoring outings is a big proving point. It is a good like tick of the checkbox as far as what he could bring to a team. And then on and then if you think about what his message were not messaging, but what his style of play when it comes to the opposite side of the ball, when the offense is going, how that defense pairs with it, it goes hand in hand with what Air Force and Minnesota do. I mean, Minnesota has passed basically the same amount as Air Force. So you know that it's really about time of possession, controlling the clock, getting off the field on third downs and getting the ball back into your offense's hands to control the clock. Once again, that would fit with PJ's mantra hand in hand. So we'll see if that could be an option. I, I like the fit. I like the thought, but the most intriguing one to me right now, I think is my third candidate 
Spence Nowinski from Ohio. Now, he also has experience as a defensive coordinator at Miami of Ohio. He's a linebackers coach, which again, that vacancy with Joe Rossi being gone. He started his career as a GA with the Wisconsin Badgers, so he does have some Big Ten, Big Ten background to him. He also played college football at Minnesota State, Mankato, and then he coached there for three years as well. And PJ has respect for the Mac. He's been there previously. He is I kept an eye on the Mac when it comes to promotions, when it comes to uh, just having respect for some of the teams that they've played, Bowling Green, Eastern Michigan, etc. PJ has a respect for the Mac, so maybe that could be in consideration, especially when you look at what this defense has done under Spence Nowitzki. Now, in 2022, Ohio's defense was second in the Mac in points allowed per game. But if you look at 2023, this defense in the nation was one of the best defenses. Seventh in the nation in pass defense, eighth in the na nation in run defense, fifth in the nation in total defense, and fourth in the nation in Whoops, fourth in total defense, fifth in scoring defense. Correction there. But they also had 31 sacks on the year. They're getting home on the pressures, and they had 18 turnovers gained, which is only one less than what the Gophers had this past season, which was a tick up from their past few seasons. And the biggest thing that stands out to me with Coach Nowitzki is that he was 11th in the nation in third down defense. They get off the field. They force third down and completions they get the punt score they get the special teams and all that they get them on the field get their defense off the field they did everything at an elite level i think they were truly a top five ish level defense this past season if you don't want to give them top five you can't even argue top 10 when they finish in top 10 in the four major statistical categories and they were 11th and third down defense that is the that's my choice. If I could pick anybody and just fingers crossed, let's make it happen. And it could be somewhat realistic. Spence Nowiski over at Ohio would be my guy. Now, the biggest thing here is he has no real ties, no real connection to PJ and staff, which could make it a no-go. And I think Minnesota should switch it up and bring a fresh voice to the staff. Now, the final wishful one I want to talk about is Iowa assistant uh, defensive coordinator, Seth Wallace. He's been immersed in that that Iowa program, which PJ has a respect for Phil Parker. He's been his right-hand man beside him. And he's been a linebackers coach since 2016. He fills the vacancy. He has big 10 experience. He's been with one of the best assistant coaches for multiple years. Now he would know exactly what he's thinking and could maybe emulate or bring some of his own uh, sizzle to it all. That would be a fun one. He's worked with a number of NFL players directly and it sounds fun and it's super promising with the experience gained and the conference staple but he's been immersed in Iowa and with Ferentz for over eight years so would he be able to mesh and work with Fleck that's a major question but those are the fun ones we got to talk about what are the more realistic options for the defensive coordinator position and that's what we're going to dive into Tom coming up next First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Game Time, which is the fastest growing ticketing app in the nation. With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing about getting tickets and start planning out how great of a day and event the whole shebang. You can start planning it out now because Game Time, like I said, they're the fastest ticketing 
app in the country for a reason. You get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. On top of that, Game Time has last-minute ticket or deals right up to the start of the event and even an hour after. So tickets are sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email or anything like that. It's right there, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, and you're going in. So snag the tickets without stress over at the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, use promo code Locked On College when you download the Game Time app, create an account, and you'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, folks, so let's talk about the more realistic options when it comes to defensive coordinator for the Gophers. Now, I don't know how realistic this first one is, but Joe Harris-Simiak is the guy that could be maybe realistic because he has ties to the staff. He's been on the Gophers staff before. He has shown he can be a great defensive coordinator. I believe he was a co-defensive coordinator with the Gophers in the past. You look at what happened with Rutgers this year where he was the D.C. Total total uh, defense, he was 19. 19th in the nation, rush defense 43rd, pass defense 11th, scoring defense 27th. So three of the four major statistical categories, he was top 30 in three of those four. Now in 2021, when he was with Minnesota, they ranked third in the nation in total defense, fourth and fourth downs defense and sixth in scoring defense on top of eighth in rushing defense and ninth in passing yards allowed. They were a top 10 defense and he was part of that staff. Now the Golden Gophers held eight straight opponents in 10 of the last 11 below their total offensive average entering the game. So this tend to slow the offenses down. On top of that, he had five players recognized in the all Big Ten voting, which is massive. He also had some big accolades in 2019 where he mentored Antoine Winfield Jr. and Jordan Howden and Chris Williamson. Now, that team was also the team everyone remembers, but the Gophers ended with 14 interceptions, which was second in the Big Ten. So he's proven it here with the Gophers, but could they pull him? I believe he's an East Coast guy too, so could they pull him back from the East Coast to be the defensive coordinator, or does he prefer his time out there in Rutgers and what he's got going because they weren't too shabby themselves this past season? So it might be a tough ask, but that is an option that the Gophers could potentially go to if they can offer him more money. That is what maybe could entice him away from Rutgers. Now, the next option I want to talk about is an internal option in Nick Monroe. He was the cornerbacks coach this past season. Now, he has had huge development for the defensive backs he has worked with at Bowling Green, at Syracuse, and now here at Minnesota, and possibly could bring elements of that 3-3-5 maybe. The Tony White system that we saw the Gophers struggle with these past two seasons, maybe he could bring some elements of that if he were to be the official play caller for the Gophers. But we wouldn't know unless it happens. Now, on top of that, he's never been a play caller at the FBS level, but he has a vast amount of coaching experience. So there's some pros and cons to this one, but he has already meshed with the staff. Uh, everybody on the staff seems to have some really good chemistry within, and he had a unit that has consistently been at the top of the country, whether it was with Syracuse, even at Bowling Green, he had a really solid unit over those six years that he was there. And 
the only thing I would say is he's still outside of the flex tree. He isn't someone that has come up from within what their system, what their style and whatnot is. Now he's had a tie to it being here for the year and he had a good relationship with uh, Joe Rossi. So maybe there's some, some idealistic uh, same similarities in there, but overall, he is outside of the tree. So we'll see how stubborn the staff can be when it's we promote from within when it comes to our people that have been doing it in our system and how just stuck in their ways they are. Now, I think regardless, if you go internal, you're probably more stuck in your ways than you think. And I think the Minnesota Gophers could use a fresh perspective, but I'm not the one making the decision. Now, the next choice, I think, is Danny Collins, another internal option. If you're looking and talking about promoting from within, which Fleck likes to do, like we just mentioned, and you're talking about loyalty and having been with him and through his system and all that for year after year after year, then Danny Collins probably leads the way on that front. Plus, he was named an AFCA 35 under 35 coach. So he's gotten some respect from the community at large on being an up-and-coming coach. And him and Rossi have practically come up together on this staff. So I wouldn't be shocked by them selecting Coach Collins in the slightest. Now, this was his first year as the passing game coordinator on the defensive side of ball. And you know what? The passing game did not look too great. I'm not going to lie to you. But... That being said, and I'm talking defensively, of course, like, let me clarify there for you. But overall, it's hard to get a good read on how that year one passing game coordinator, what really, uh, how that preparation was and how, if if it was accurate to what we saw on the field as far as how bad the Gophers passing defense was this season, or if that was mainly due to injuries and the lack of uh, having the bodies that they were having planning on having for this season so we'll see what happens there but once again he's a guy who has no playing calling experience so our coordinators on each side of the ball would be very inexperienced when it comes to the play calling aspects now if you're asking me I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if PJ Flex said you're going to do exactly what we did last offseason last offseason on offense we took two guys that we thought were really good had really good experience but neither one of them had the play calling effort that neither one of them had the the sole job and we gave them the co-job and we had them work it out together and we're going to do that same thing on the defense we're going to take Monroe we're going to take Collins we're going to give them both co-defensive coordinators we'll name a play caller at a later date but we're not going to tell you to give anything away and then that's how we're going to run in with it I wouldn't be surprised if that is the way we go. I would be a little bit disappointed. I would love to see some fresh perspectives, someone with proven uh, experience, someone who has shaken things up, like I said in our first segment with those options. But I don't think that that is what Gophers fans are going to get. Now, one last name I wanted to throw in there was Nick Bendetto over at Northern Illinois. Now, I don't think this one will happen now that I've kind of delved in further into it, but he had one year of uh, coaching together with Nick McKissick-Luke, who was over at Northern Illinois. So maybe if Nick McKissick-Luke was like, look, this guy is a rising star. He was on the come up. And then you look at what he did this past season, having Northern Illinois sixth in the nation in pass defense, 21st in the nation in total defense, and 29th in the nation in scoring defense. Again, three categories where they were top 30 in the nation. I think that's big time. But like I said, I don't think that this is more realistic because it's probably not a fit. He's a safeties coach, which is where Coach Collins is. And I don't think either one of them moving would be in the best interest of the team since both of them are relatively younger as well. So you can probably scratch this one off the list. I think the most likely is probably an internal hire or maybe they go with Harris Simiak if they can pay him some more money to draw him away from Rutgers. But if you ask me, 
I would go with one of the first four names in our list if you can get them over here. All of them promising, all of them having shown to be a top 30, top 20, top 15 defense in the nation. And that's what this Gophers team needs because this year is mission critical when it comes to having a strong defense. And we're going to talk about exactly what this hire means and why you cannot mess it up. Coming up next. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Prize Picks because if you like daily fantasy sports made easy, well, then I have the app for you, and that is Prize Picks. You can test your skills and turn up $10 into $250 with just a few taps. It's as simple as pressing more or less on stat projections. And right now, I've got fun ones going with their little goblins and ghouls. Uh, series going on where if you pick some of the harder lines you can win up to a hundred times your money that's crazy now i've got four going this weekend in fact four going on this saturday i've got justin jefferson uh on more when it comes to receiving or rushing touchdowns. All of his line is 0.5, so I took the more. I think he's going to get a touchdown today. Same with Joe Mixon and Amon Ross St. Brown. If all three of them score touchdowns for me, then I am going to absolutely ball with the money rolling in. So all three of those hit the more for me. And you can do yours over at Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college or use promo code locked on college to get a first time deposit match of up to $100. So you put in 100, you get 100. That's $200 straight in your account with promo code locked on college. You can do it a little lower 20 and 20 is 40, whatever floats your boat. But go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college today. All right, Gover Stans, let's talk about why this defensive coordinator position is massive for the Gophers heading into the 2024 season because new teams are coming into this conference and you cannot afford to fall to the seller of the Big Ten or you might not get out for a half decade to a decade. It's, it's that straightforward. The way that things are shaping with new schools coming in, if you fall below the top eight, top 10 within the Big Ten of 18 schools, if you hit to the bottom 12, like 12 through 18, you're probably going to be stuck there for at least the next four, five years because these other teams with the NIL space, with the transfer portals, if you get to the bottom of a conference that is a power conference like this, it's going to be hard to pull transfers. It's going to be hard to convince uh, younger recruits to come and be a part of this because if you can't get into that top 10, into that top eight, and maybe start to get some consideration for a 12-team playoff and things like that, if you can't put your name into that focus, it's going to be hard to get someone to consider, you know what, I could be the difference to take this team from eight to the top six. I could be the difference to bring this team from eighth to the top five within the conference. And if we get it all right and we build this right class, we could be the special one to get into the top four for the Big Ten. If you want to ever have a shot at having one of those magical years, like what 2019 was for us, but in the new era, in the new landscape, then you cannot afford to fall to the seller of the Big Ten. So with those new teams coming in, defense is going to be everything. Because the defenses out in that Pac-12 weren't amazing. They weren't by any stretch. And I think that UCLA coming in is going to struggle a bit. They're going to struggle to adjust. Nebraska took a while to adjust, and we've seen that firsthand. Now, I think UCLA is going to fall into that type of category. But then you look at the USC's, the Oregon's, the Washington's. You look at them, you see how much offensive firepower they've had over these past couple of seasons, and you go, man, 
we're in for something. But if your defense can slow down these teams, even in the slightest, especially when all three of those teams that I just named are going to have quarterback changes, that could be everything. But I say that, and then you look at the quarterback changes, and two of them already have major names of transfers coming in, and Will Rogers going to Washington and Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon. So you have to start to figure out a way to have your defense show that the Big Ten West, even though it was an ugly slugfest when it came to (coughs) the rankings or the standings within the Big Ten West, You can go and show that there was a reason those defenses were in the top 10, top 20, top 25 of the nation over the past few years. And it wasn't just because the offensive struggles. It was because the defense in the Big Ten is the real deal. So you have to be able to step up. You have to be able to answer the call on defense. And that is what makes this hire so critical for the Gophers heading into 2024. If you want to prove that it's not just because the offense was struggling, if you want to prove that this conference you need defense to win games. You can't just be a high-powered offense. Then that is going to be priority number one. Now, in 2021 and 2022, the nine-win seasons, they were largely on the back of defense. You know, yes, Mo Ibrahim absolutely carried the load for those teams as well. Well, in 2022, 2021, he had his Achilles injury. But regardless, those teams were predicated the foundation was on defense and then the offense filled in the offense got just enough points to keep it going the offense kept the gophers in close ones and then put the staple on it but the defense is what made the gophers have that success and the ability to get to those nine win seasons this year the gophers possibly could have gotten to a nine win season again if the offense was able to put up a couple more numbers or if the defense was able to replicate what it did in the past two years if we had the defense of the past two years on this season's team i think we win at least eight games we were in the fight in that northwestern game should have won defense crumbled they came back illinois we are in the win. We are in the win column, basically. Final two minutes, defense crumbled. They came back and won. And then you think about that Purdue absolute collapse. Those three games alone, you flip them to wins. All of a sudden, you're looking at an eight-win season. And that Wisconsin game maybe has a different feel. So defense is going to be everything for this team, and you have to get it right with this hire because if Minnesota's defense collapses and it continues to be passive on offense, this team will find itself in the cellar very quickly, and it cannot afford to be there. So you need someone who can come in and create immediate impact. Look at what Nebraska had. They didn't get to a bowl game this year, but you can see the change. Matt Rule had things going on offense, but the defense is what gave many teams problems. The pressure, the 3-3-5, and not knowing how to handle it, keeping quarterbacks on their heels, that kept Nebraska in the ball games to the point where they almost got into a bowl game for the first time in many years under a brand new head coach. The defense is mission critical, and the Gophers have to get this higher right coming up, heading into 2024. That's going to do it for us on today's episode. Hopefully, we'll dive into some more fun topics next week when it comes to basketball, football, recruiting, you name it. You can find it here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. I'll see you then. Row the boat, Scotty Micro Gophers. As always, don't forget to subscribe. To the